but basically it was out of interest and passion for design and building and modern um, that I started doing on friends, neighbors, family, co-workers and, and then I lost an opportunity to do a house okay because I was living downtown Avenue Road to Lawrence working Bay Street and this gentleman knew what I was doing again I didn't con him or, or pretend to be something I'm not mm-hmm. held her like you're doing better projects on the side than the people that I know that are doing it full time right so I had to really put that under the microscope and I still said no to him. And he's like, you can do it part-time. Like, I can't do it part-time. I, I can't. I just, I, I know I, I'd fail. I know I'd disappoint. I didn't want that. But that was the spark that um, that I looked in the mirror. It was just like, man, I really want to do this full-time. And I'm never going to lose that opportunity again. Hey, everybody. And welcome to Episode 9 of Smarten Up with JP and Fab. Today, we're speaking with Brad and Helder of Element Modern Design. So Element Modern Design, they were established in 2005, and they specialize in the end-to-end design and build of absolutely beautiful modern homes and dwellings. In fact, they played an instrumental role in the design and build of our office and were super happy with the outcome. In this podcast, we go deep into what it takes to build a beautiful custom home, how these guys got into the business of home development, what it takes to leave the 9-to-5 world and start a business from scratch, and how to keep your business going during tough times. If you're interested in custom homes or entrepreneurship, then have a listen as you're definitely going to get a lot out of this episode. All right. Element Modern Dwellings. I got it correct, right? Yes, you did. Perfect. Nicely done. EMD. Yeah. EMD. Okay. And we got Helder here and Brad. And Brad. Lead of design. And what do you do, Helder? Um, Just looks pretty. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like a... They say I have a face for radio, so this is perfect. I didn't know there was going to be cameras here. That's all right. Um, yeah, I am the, uh, the, the CVO, Chief Visionary Officer. There okay, cool. And then you guys have uh, <laughs> Brendan Daly on your team also? Yeah, Brendan's my business partner. Okay, cool. Um, and he's got a, an engineering background, so he was uh, actually my landscaper years ago. <laughs> he was my landscaper too. There you go. <laughs> and I, I just thought uh, that he was sort of a, a big fish in a small pond. And, uh, you know. Is that a landscape it, joke? Um, yeah. Could be. I don't know. Okay. That's a good might, one. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm trying when I'm not even trying. So, um, yeah. Why, why don't we Why don't we tell everybody what it is that you guys do? Because um, if they don't know, they gotta head over to your. Uh, they gotta head over to, to the Instagram. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Website, Instagram, face. Right? Yeah, we just put in a 12 by 40 foot pool yesterday. We created in the morning. <laughs> and uh, the kids were swimming by the afternoon, end of the day. That's crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. On Cedric's. It was, uh, That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so, you, so your company, what is your company? What does your company do? Well, I started, um, I mean, if you don't want any further background, I might get into that. But um, No, we will. We'll no, get into yeah, it want, for sure. want the yeah. whole story. So basically, as a company, it's, uh, we're in our 16th year and uh, started doing construction, smaller remodels, uh, basements, uh, additions, kind of grew from there. My uncle's a master carpenter. I worked with him for uh, years through school and whatnot, weekends, summers, and learned the craft. Always good with my hands. Um, my mom's a tailor, his sister, so it's kind of in the in the blood. Okay. And uh, but worked corporately on Bay Street for a couple large corporations in uh, telecom, IT, software type of thing. Got my that's my project management background, uh, certified project management through that in those industries. 
and it was uh, transferable just as they promised into any any and every industry. Anyhow, so just doing um, those renovations and then the projects kept getting larger and larger and um, just started feeling that uh, there was always a gap with the design aspect. So I was doing more and more design work and um, uh, or as I got more and more experience, I saw the gaps mm -hmm. in the design in the residential side mm -hmm. and uh, started doing more and more of that work. And then the dream became to bring um, design in-house. Right. So, and then architectural and then interior. And that's really sort of the launch point to um, what's been working really well for us uh, the last little while is having that one-stop cohesive um, place where you get a client from inception right through to handing over the keys and, and warranting everything. And it's just an amazing dynamic because people are, there aren't a plethora of um, uh, meetings with interior designers and uh, as right. good as they can be, it's just that you're, you get into, I always say like, I try to get into a client's head, do uh, like a needs analysis, which is kind of again from the whole software mm -hmm. background, uh, what makes them tick, what their family makeup is, what they like to do, what's important to them and again so right from the beginning you're now vetting lots because we help people like we're not real estate agents and we don't charge for that right but it's a great way to build um rapport with clients right and help them um you know find the appropriate lot for what they're looking to do and that way any red flags like conservation or easements that they might not know about before they fall in love with a lot we've checked out that the lot not can only do what they, budget, can they want yeah exactly Okay, so it sounds to me then it's end-to-end. -end. I want to build my dream house. Come to us first. And, and you guys can handle it all. Mm -hmm. Everything. Right? End-to-end. -end, where uh, as opposed to most builders that we've dealt with, uh, it's okay, we're going to build the house. Go to this architect. Go to this interior designer. Go to this landscape um, well, you know, designer, yep. whatever it is. And there's a bunch of fragmented components and they all have to talk to somebody. Right? So I'm going to say here, this is my budget, this is where I want to live, and this is what, what I'm envisioning, and you're going to be able to take me through the whole process. The entire process from beginning to end, okay. starting with finding you the lot, all, and then all the way through absolutely everything, here are your keys. You right. can be as involved as you like or as hands-off as, as you like. We right. have some clients that uh, they're very busy people, and an element we trust. Yeah, right. Just go. Take yeah. It. So, because if you look at a, if you look at um, the two of us, for example, he's going to be hands on. I'm going to be hands off. Oh, we know. Not not because <laughs> not for anything. I just don't know what I'm looking at. Right. Yeah. I know what I like at the end of at the end of it all, and I look at the the work that you guys have done, and I like it. Right. At least the visual. I've never lived in one of the houses, but <clears> I'm looking at it. And I'm like, damn, that's like a house I want to live in. And just so right. everyone knows, for some context here, uh, I mean, you guys, you guys really saved us. Um, with the build out here at our commercial unit, this was your fir first commercial unit. Yeah, I think you guys uh, undercharged us considerably. After, <laughs> what's wrong with you? After, I thought we could monetize this thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Houses just got more expensive. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you guys at the end of that were like, you know, okay, that was that was a, an interesting one, but. That was a complete ass backwards on how you're not supposed to do it. That was me going and, and going to a designer and going to right. an architect. It was like monkey after monkey after monkey. And then finally getting you guys involved, it was like, 
uh, you know, just a breath of fresh air. And we just kind of figured this out together. Um, now we're going through the, the build of my house we're looking at, at doing. So um, I'm, I'm interested to, uh, to do it the correct way this time. Uh, let's see how you guys do. Thanks, JP. You know, that means a lot. And again, part of it is just being completely transparent with, uh, with folks. So we hadn't done a commercial space like yeah. this. I mean, we're super proud of the end product. It's incredible. JP was very involved, as you know, like he's very hands-on. <laughs> but again, we didn't pretend to know things we didn't know. So everything was on the table and you wanted to chase certain things. And, and we were there for support and, and doing what we do as well. But it was, uh, you know, our first uh, attempt at it. Um, so again, that's part of it to kind of kick back to, um, you know, you own everything ultimately anyway. And we, were, we would have, um, like that example, clients that weren't asked really what their budget was, really. Right. And they, it could be a very talented architect or, or um, architectural designer that has created this beautiful, you know, body of work, but it's way out of their budget. So now all of a sudden we're the bad guys saying, oh, this is gonna take longer, this is gonna cost way more. Um, and, you know, or some firms, and again, it's, it's easy to be critical, but a lot of times it's like they're not, they don't charge enough because I also like to say that there's um, no replacement for time. Right. And you wanna do anything right, it's no different in, in this, uh, this arena. It takes time, you wanna detail like nuances of a house or an office, it's just like it's layer upon layer upon layer and transition of materials. If you want that final product that you're touching on, uh, on, on uh, IG or, or whatever, when you see the images, that's what it takes. So these firms might not be charging enough mm -hmm. to warrant the time that it takes, mm -hmm. otherwise they won't stay in business, right. or the, the designs aren't thorough enough to kind of execute on or price well. Okay, so Brad, give us a bit about your background. We know you, okay, you were like based, I didn't know you were based street. Cool. Yeah, so telecom. Yeah, yeah telecom initially, yeah. yeah. And carpentry growing up, um, family of entrepreneurs or? Uh, in Europe, yes, because I okay. wasn't born here, I was born in Portugal, so okay. I'm an immigrant. Okay, cool. And Brad, what do you got? It's a little simpler than how <laughs> they? Um, I'll start in Burlington. Yeah, <laughs> it, it all started in Burlington. <laughs> the sidewalk chalk, my parents said go out and play. <laughs> and I just started drawing floor plans. <laughs> And that's not a lie. <laughs> My entire life, it was draw houses, draw houses, draw houses, okay. draw houses. Okay. Um, so um, I've been doing this for 12 years. Uh, out of school, I got a job in construction, not drawing houses. You know, this isn't for me, this isn't for me. I love the industry. I'm not built for, for on-site. Right. Yeah. I need that desk job. Yeah. And uh, I got to get a bit of a chance on me. And... I knocked it out of the park for him, yeah. and hopefully I continue to do that for everyone I've worked with and for since. Okay. But uh, it's, it's you, you can go back to when building Lego as a child, even playing the Sims video game, it was get the cheat code, build the house. Get the Lego blocks, build the house. Like, not, like that's it, that's all it's ever been. Okay. And uh, so I'm lucky enough that I get to draw houses for a living. Um, and you know, work with some great people, be creative, and and work with some great clients, and and you know, yeah. Every time I walk in, you're you're drawing. You're always <laughs> there drawing. I yeah. can't believe how many houses you draw. It's 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 awesome. Um, I've probably drawn over 500 houses. Oh, in, in 12 years, um, all all ranging in, in scale and and fit and finish. Right. But uh, yeah, tw 12 years ago, started with you know small additions. 
Okay. And uh, and sheds and you know any anything to uh, to pay the bills. Right. And and then it just it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And Ellen, Element Modern, we're just going to call you Element for now because <laughs> EMD. Okay, EMD, EMD but EMD there. is taken. So sorry, EMD. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to say Element. Um, right now, you guys are focused uh, more on modern houses. Right. Um, and, and, and that's just because you like modern. Yeah, it's it's kind of. Um, I think it's based in specializing. Like okay. I've always believed that it's something where I always say that try not to be everything for everybody. Right. Um, we've done you know different uh, aesthetics. Brad's got a lot of experience as well in transitional and and some uh, some more traditional. Okay. Uh, examples it would be a lot easier to be honest with you so this is like way a more lot complicated. easier yeah and this is uh, crazy hard we'd probably make a lot more <laughs> money doing it it's just uh, so part of that is the challenge okay uh, of it and yeah like 16 years ago when i was trying to um start a new business um get my feet under me financially like leaving a very successful su- successful career where i could speak um <laughs> And uh, and basically trying to sell a new business, uh, we really didn't have a portfolio. There wasn't any modern homes around, right? Uh, and clients and real estate agents, you can imagine, it was a mountain. So it was just like I always say, I, I was selling a few um, projects, if you will. I was selling myself. I was selling modern design, and I was selling like the actual deal, the actual contract, right. Uh, right from the beginning. So that got easier and easier. Nobody was doing it, and it stems from people's comfort zones. Like, even with the, the best advice for some of these agents, they really didn't believe in the product, or that you'd hear like, "Oh, it's a fad," and so on. Right. But I would look around the world, and where I traveled a lot, and whether you were on the west coast of the states, um, you know, you were in. Spain or Italy or Germany or France or Portugal and so on. You look east. Yeah. It's like, you know, modern is what was being built. People right. weren't recreating these castles or these Victorian homes or yeah. etc. It, it was modern. It was modern. Yeah. Yeah. And even modern, like it's like, to me, it's it's without getting you know architecturally technical, mm-hmm. modern and how people refer to it. It's 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 like the future, right? And for me, modern is more contemporary. It's current. Right, like mm-hmm. your shoes, your glasses, your cars, your whatever. People have no issue buying what's current. Right. But all of a sudden, with the house, it should look like it's from yeah. you know right. northern Scotland or right. like you know southern United States. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. So, so me personally, what I want to get out of this conversation, there's two things that um, I want to get out of it. One, I want to kind of document the journey of moving from from work, like downtown, nine to five and how you started your business and how it ended up where it is right now. Cool, okay. Because um, you know, that's sort of the, the theme of what we talk to entrepreneurs about. Okay. Um, and then second, because you know, modern design for residential homes, I don't think is a huge thing in Canada at least. Like if I go to like California or, or some other places, I, f- I feel that um, they're more progressive over there and people are more willing to make an investment in something that's a little bit different, mm-hmm. a little bit um, more cutting edge. Whereas I feel that in Canada, and I could be wrong, but this is just from when I look around, uh, we have more of a, a conservative market mm-hmm. when it comes to homes and people are afraid to have that one property on the street that sticks out, I think. 
maybe they're afraid that, it, that there's going to be resale problems or whatever it is. I would say, I would say, yeah. I mean, I'm going yeah. through it right now. I love, you know, if you look at my house. Yeah, I love, I love the, this type of design. The 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 house to the right yeah. is beautiful. The house to the left, you know, done wrong, horribly wrong. Right. So I mean, modern is a beautiful thing. Right. And I really appreciate, and Andrea really appreciates yeah. it, but. It's 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 a preference because I'm doing it right now and yeah. I love it, but I'm like, I don't know if I want that. I don't care about resale factor. Right. So it, it's it, it, I think it's people's people are used to certain things, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. In, in California, they don't want to change. Yeah, California right. modern that's here is normal there. Right. Right. So I, I, I think a lot of people are afraid of a flat roof. Yes, yeah, right. yeah. That's that's a big difference between yeah. They want to see they, they, yeah. Snow, rain, where does it all Whatever go? Whatever it is, yeah. And you can very easily dismiss that as soon as you say every commercial building, every mall, every school, Has the airport, the every condo, flat roof, right? Oh yeah. But I also think it's just the 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 conservative nature of Canadians, mm-hmm. right? Canadians are a bit less entrepreneurial than Americans, mm-hmm. right? They're less willing to take investment risk, mm-hmm. and I think that sort of attitude likely spills over into their homes, right? Where they may be less less inclined to have something. They they hear the word modern or they see something that's different, and they might love it. And they might say that's a beautiful house, but I don't have the the guts to to build it myself, right? And the specific clientele that you guys are dealing with are going to be people like John Paul and I who um, A, are going to be willing to go through the headaches of building a house for ourselves rather than just buying a house and maybe like fixing the floors or mm-hmm. whatnot. And B, we're, we're, we're way less risk averse than the normal population. We went and we quit our jobs like right. you. You know, I, I was on Bay Street as, as well and I quit a good job on Bay Street to start my own crazy business and you know you look back at that and people most people would think that's the stupidest idea ever but it worked out Father, right? do you have a do you have a modern house i do have a modern house do you, <laughs> yeah. do you? i do i've got a oh cool believe it or not like so i built one in oakville yeah um and then um fell in love with a mid-century modern with a flat roof right on four acres on the escarpment in dundas and uh, so that can, again, an right. old modern, yeah, and it had a new modern, right. So to me, um, and to get back to your point, like that's absolutely the case. Like you're 100% bang on. The tweak is that um, that I've lived through that transition mm-hmm. where those agents that were afraid, and all of a sudden there's um, house after house done right mm-hmm. that has sold and broken. Record, you know the records. per square foot records okay. and yeah. so on so that's what and again it's not everyone absolutely and uh, we talk about our avatar clients or our ideal clients and what do they do who are they where are they from etc and they're everything you said definitely those people like i always describe it as you're either the kind of person that wants to explain their house or right. doesn't want to explain their house right, right. and, and i've asked those questions yeah. yeah so um and then again, so you've got that, and now like the other sort of test, uh, or, or the testament, I guess, to, to what I'm saying is that now that everybody's trying to do it, right? 
it tells you where the money is. Right. Otherwise, you know, all the cookie cutter guys, all the guys that are trying to, you know, build and flip or, you know, get into this modern um, market, if you will, mm-hmm. um, it's because they see dollar signs, not because they love or are passionate about modern like, like we are. Right. Where does the process start? Does it start with you making the drawing or does it start with understanding the area? Like, I'm interested in that. Like, where does the pro, like, if I were to come to you as a client, and say, okay, this is my budget. Well, yeah, where, do you, where do you even get your clients? I was just going to go there. Like, yeah. but like the, it's interesting because um, right now it's word of mouth. Like we've never advertised. Okay. I mean, IG is IG, right? Everybody's got an Instagram account, and yeah. Um, but um, but it's just word of mouth, or people that drive by a house that we've done, love it, or a house that was clients have moved on and listed their home, and all of a sudden, like they. They want to brand and put our name on the listing, right? So that that's the biggest compliment because that's cachet that you know right. has just kind of happened. Okay. Um, and then they, I get involved, okay. so I explain the process, the team, and whatnot. Um, and sometimes it takes six months to help them find or longer the right property. Okay. I don't push; it needs right. to happen organically. So you work with their realtor to make sure that if they have a realtor, yeah. we work with the realtor. If they uh, uh, need a house we have a lot of times people like I called JP <laughs> about that last house he bought before he even knew about it yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, so we do have you know neighbors and just in our Scripture network you're on the ground yeah the people kind of come to and I'll hook them up again we're we're not we're not in on it if you will it's right, just right. like their agent or you know go directly to here but we we've got our ear to the ground for that stuff okay. um, but again the preliminaries would have had to happen it was uh, I already kind of knew where JP was looking, right. and then this came up, and Bob's oh. your uncle. Okay. But um, but it starts there, and then it's massaging it. Then it's like getting in their heads, looking for lots. Uh, Brad has direct again. We as a company have direct access to all of the um, uh, you know terms of access to town records and you know uh, surveyors that can check on easements for us, the mm-hmm. agents and builders and whatever might not have mm-hmm. so we kind of are now looking at how big they want um, what do they want in terms of features the general area do they want to walk out basement like that kind of stuff right and it's it's iterative we're just you know searching all of a sudden comes up and with today's market they're uh, losing running. all kinds of homes right like it says oh we put an offer on another one da, 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 da. so yeah it's a seller's market definitely mm-hmm. right right now right okay so then once that's that sort of you, you get a good idea of um, what's going on with, with the client, you know, the area and primarily you guys are working in Burlington, Oakville, I'm assuming. Primarily. Primarily, yeah. right? Because that's these are the big ticket, uh, big ticket lots. You guys are mainly in Oakville. Mainly in Oakville. Mainly in Oakville. We're trying to push west and north a little bit. Okay. Strategically, like we have a place that we're, um, we're doing in Nobleton okay. next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, uh, Where the hell is Nobleton? Yeah, uh, King City, Nobleton. Oh wow! Oh okay. It's really a gorgeous. Okay, you get some nice lots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a very special client. <laughs> yeah. A very special client. So it's it was it's worth it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So one, then one then person. we then I, I'm assuming that once everything is set, the budget is set, we know we have the lot. Then we're moving it over to you. Then yeah. Then it comes okay. to me. Um, I start working on floor plans. Um, you know. Almost everything gets bounced through Helder. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it 90% of the way. Helder, what do you think about this? This is my idea here. Right. This and this and this. And a lot of times we'll sit together, you know, spend 20 minutes. Let's try this. What about this? Oh, I saw a picture boat that looks similar to this this one time. 
Whereas that, you know, how can we take what I've done and, and, and improve upon it? Um, so that even our first draft um, is, is, you know, could be the final home if, if the client liked it. Right. Um, which has started to happen actually quite frequently. We get a lot of times it's, it's done right in the first, first try. Okay, that's great. Um, which is new to me. Yeah, he always has like <laughs> one foot back with with that, and, and it's just like he's been like knocking out of the park. And again, I attribute it to um, to just the team dynamic. Like it's not thrown over to Brad. Like we, you vetted everything at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. We've done all the right gathering and, right. and together and communicated. And and I kind of talk about my role in that sense as like a, more of like a curator. Right. So we'll do a little bit of massing, and I'll do that dump and be the filter mm -hmm. to Brad. So like he's going, firing all cylinders, and then the creative takes over. And again, we, we're not really, we don't have like a bunch of interns and so on, like they're rock stars. Like they're the, 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 the folks that work at our company are like, I chased Brad for three years. Right. I play hard to get. Oh, I see. <laughs> and uh, and, and it, George right? Torres, our other designer, like yeah. same thing. Like these, they have different experiences. Right. We collaborate well. The, the dynamics is tight. The dynamic is tight, and um, and we collaborate. It isn't Brad's house or Helder's house or George's house or it's like it's an it's an EMD right, home, right? Right. I'm excited, uh, man. The end. Yeah. Yeah. So you just wait, brother. <laughs> yeah. So so you, guys, so you guys are gonna give me a, a floor plan, and and. And he's going to ask for be... about 17 changes. <laughs> and there's going to be no, no changes. No, there's not. Well, <laughs> it's too expensive. Too yeah, much, too, much. too long. Yeah. I, I can I only envision you requesting one change. Okay, Ooh. I'm excited. Um, We're going to have a follow-up for this. And, it, it's, yeah. and I, I already know exactly what it's going to be on. Mm -hmm. Walk okay. through the finished product. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, as soon as we met you on site, we got back to the office. Yeah. That first floor plan. Already done. Done. Yeah, it's done in my it, head too. It's, it's not buttoned up and looking too pretty right now. It's, it's still a little loose, but uh, mm -hmm. you know, once you get inside someone's head and, and you you understand, you know, size of the family, do they entertain, you know, and, and a few of the things that they like, yeah. you know, it it, it really kind of just just flows sometimes. And sometimes when you force it, it's no good, and you, right. you just right. change hats, put on a different project, try something else, yeah. refocus on something else. Um, and then you know when you open that project back up, and it just it just flows and it works. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, to me, it's it's and not and not to knock what you guys are doing. To me, in my brain, it's there's only so many rooms in a house. I mean, it's it's just a puzzle. They kind of go together for the full floor plan. It's it's okay, the beauty uh, that that you guys because I'm not creative, but in, in my head I can kind of see already where things are going to be. Um, but it's it's. That's where Andrea and you guys come in to actually make it look beautiful. Minus the office. This was fully my design. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trust thing, right? Like, and, and, and with Brad, like on the technical side, that was part of, um, I, again, there was a history with, with my, my partner, Brennan, and Brad and Brad's brother. They grew up together in Burlington as well. So um, we knew the animal. We knew like the person and his, um, his work ethic, his experiences and all that stuff, but also... Um, we start the concept in a 3D model in, okay. in, in the Revit software. So 
it's just easier to manipulate when you're building right from like on a 3D platform, if you will. And so he can, as the house takes shape and, and you start looking at elevations, we can cut it, slice it, spin it, like every single perspective with ease. Yeah, so that's we're amazing. building. You, you can know. actually almost now, and my understanding is you can almost do a walkthrough, like a virtual Absolutely. walkthrough. Absolutely. And do most, are most companies doing this? Or no. no. Okay. No. Uh, 12, 12 years ago, my very first day in a job, uh, my boss at the time said, do you know Revit? I said, no. Figure it out. He said, <laughs> Forget everything you know, I'm going to teach you Revit. Figure it out. He said what? Forget everything you know, I'm going to teach you Revit. Perfect. And I hadn't even heard of the program at that time. Mm -hmm. You know, four years of, of college, nope. And uh, it is, it, it's given me the opportunity to get to the position where I am because it's such a powerful tool to be able to model in 3D. It's, it helps clients visualize because, you know, we Early can visualize because it's, it's our world. This is what yeah. we do every day. Right. A lot of people can't because they've never done this before. So right. it really gives us an opportunity to do a walkthrough or you know, I can set a camera angle to be your height at the end of your driveway looking at your future house. And like, yeah, this crazy. is what you're gonna look at every single time you that's walk awesome. up the driveway. Skill-wise. So yeah. that, like, that's really powerful. Um, so, this, this, so the Revit software is what's allowed me to be su successful because mm -hmm. uh, it's so powerful. And then um, in a different software, but because of it being designed in Revit, we then can produce in-house as well, um, like really, really strong renderings, because then people can see color palette and texture and trees right. and, and context right. a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, we can, yes, we've imported neighboring properties through surveys and just like right, right, to, right. to mock it up. You're not looking at black and white saying, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh yeah, that looks oh, good. Or, picture yeah. this. Picture yeah. of a picture house. Oh, yeah. Like you can actually physically picture it then. Yeah, yeah. yeah you exactly. can actually see You don't it. have to physically picture it, you're looking at yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. <laughs> like you can actually <laughs> go in and, okay, and that's like, it. Yeah, Remember, and spin it and look at the side entrance and look at the back. It's like, it's the whole thing and then open it up and get inside. It's much more different than looking at just a 2D view of the home, right? You've got no idea of depth of what it actually looks like. So you turn that camera angle and creates that perspective, right. then it really allows you to look at things, even if it is just black and white for the, for the first little bit. Yeah. Um, so again, it's just you know, my, my, my favorite thing of it um, in, in years of more traditional style homes was uh, figuring out where all the snow and rain was gonna go. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I can spin and model and really look at this roof that I know is gonna work because if it works on the software, it's gonna, work in it's gonna work in real life. Where right. if I'm just drawing it in two in two D, you don't you know, but you don't really know. Yeah. Uh, so it's again, it's powerful. Cool. And and so you you start with with all that. I think we're at like the floor plan. So you give you give them the floor plan. Mm -hmm. You guys go back and forth on that. In most cases, it's perfect. Yeah. And then most cases. <laughs> and then Perfect. and then Let's what go. happens? What the client takes a, a what a week to kind of yeah. Some some that? some clients are in bigger hurries than others. Okay. Um, some clients, you know, I got off the phone this morning with someone who who wants to build in five years. Okay. okay. He's he's procured the lots and he wants a really nice melodic process. He's going to enjoy. It. He's going to. Yeah. Have a couple glasses of wine while he looks at it, and, and you know, so cigars, cigars, right? So, so some people really want to take the time to nail it, and then other okay. people are they need a home, right? Yeah, let's go. So, it can really vary. Um, you know, it, it really comes down to the clients. Um, cool. You know, it, you could turn around in a day and say, I really like this, or like, try again. And, and, and it's iterative, right? Like just to kind of launch from the, the, cause you don't waste a lot of time on elevations if the floor plans aren't finalized, right? right. And by finalized, I don't, I don't mean every single measurement. Mm -hmm. It's 
It's again, you start with massing, you lay things out, you've filtered all the, and considered everything the client's giving you. And then um, as that's shaping, Brad's kind of doing a quick little, oh, how can I, you know, it, it starts influencing mm-hmm. one another, okay. right? right. The, the interior, the, the floor plans to the exterior and vice versa, and one pushes the other. So as much as you kind of feel settled on a floor plan because of, you know, in, in, in that front elevation looks like crap, Right. You have to start massaging that, and then that affects the interior and vice versa. Right. And that's when you start putting the, that in front of a client again to really consider. Because right. floor plans, okay, sounds good. Then we go back to the drawing board. And again, just to over-explain, but like it's that Brad's kind of double-checking, and that's when he's like, hey, Hilda, what do you think of this? I'm not really feeling that. Or da, 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 da. And uh, it's the So you guys figure the out the inside first? Yes. Just space planning, floor planning, yeah. stuff like that. Then you move outside to when you're saying elevation, you mean what the front of the house looks front, like. Front side, back, but like it's it's you're going back and forth. Right? Okay. That's what I want to explain. And then and then what's the next step after that? The client signs off yeah. on design. I put my headphones on. <laughs> you know, that's what that's All when the boring stuff happens. Design that, that's, that's when the boring stuff happens. And then, then 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 the hammers start happening. Construction well, then, then you're building the construction set, which yeah. I mean you just want to know that client wants to know that it's going to not fall down yeah. and be efficient and so on. So HVAC, engineering reviews, yeah. like all of that constructability stuff happens. And again, the with with Brendan and his engineering background and all the experience we've got with water management, we refer to it as and so on. It's it's not just the pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. Like we're just as proud as everything that's behind the walls. We're always looking for, um, you know efficiencies with you know green factors and stuff that we push our clients on right yeah i um, know yeah, i've been in some you don't you, you don't want to hear the furnace turning on right right the water coming down you know flushing toilets right. you don't want to hear water coming down i you guys you guys do go above and beyond so from end to end in an ideal world and then after the ideal world in a realistic <laughs> world okay if you're in an ideal world you have the ideal client they got the money um, they give you your, their deposits. They're reasonable. If something pops up and you know something that was planned is impossible and you have to make a change, they understand you and they're not complaining and whatnot. In an ideal world, um, how long does it take to build one of these things? Well, I mean, we I, I would slice it um, because there's things that are within our control mm-hmm. and things that are outside of our control. So it depends on the the city or township that we're yeah. designing and building in. Um, I think before the execution phase of the project, like before you're breaking ground, knocking down the house and so on, um, we'll kind of just sort of split that, uh, put that apart for a second. On the design side, I think, and Brad's here to, again, we, we do this together, but kind of like slap me and correct me if I'm, if I'm, uh, <laughs> if I'm over-promising. This, this, yeah. this, this yeah. is the over-promise part, and then I got to reel them back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sitting right here. Yeah. Yeah. years to design. Yeah. And, is that right, Brad? Yeah. Um, That's right. By the time you're 80, we'll have a house. Or... Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I would say, three to six months for design. Okay. So you buy a lot, you're not closing for three months. So you okay. can start designing. Okay. And I think permitting. So I think three to six months for design. And that uh, factors in a, a client that is not challenging, but like is very specific with a certain vision and doesn't. Nece- and we don't necessarily hit out of the park right away. Right. Um, that would be the six months, three months, which happens quite often. Again, depending on the scale of the house and so on. And by design, I mean 
the preliminary design. I don't mean every little nuance. Like we're doing, but you're ready to now. start going. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and submit. But so not on. picking tile. Not picking. Backslash. Right. Right. Which right. I really would like to get into. That's the whole evolution of the business. Right. Where um, we would take to bring it back to we would take these simple, you know, seven to nine page specials. Mm-hmm. So think about like a five thousand square foot house. Mm-hmm. And you had we had nine sheets of paper from an architect or a design firm to build the house from. Right. Um, it's impossible. Right. With accuracy, it's impossible to price accurately. Right. So um, if you want an accurate budget and an accurate schedule, you need answers. It's not rocket science. Think about it. Like you know, in in, in your own fields, it's mm-hmm. if you have every light, tile, wall, window, roof. Like written out, if it's all selected. <laughs> you you yeah, price it all out. out. Yeah. You, you know, price, here's yeah. the budget. You build it all in. You get. You don't get. You know, estimates. You get like like actual quotes right. on the work with those specifics. So then, and then you're you're in parallel with the trades that you're that you're now contracting because of the specificity of all those items and details. It's like you know how much they're going to cost, how long they're going to take, and then it's building a plan and executing. Mitigating risks. There's, you know, you know, rain and snow and all these other factors. But that's all we know that. Right. So you don't you don't plan it or schedule it so tight that there's no contingency or, or buffer. You build that in, and also on price. And then you're scheduling and you're executing. But the selection of every detail is where, again, having it in house makes a massive difference. So when we are doing the architectural design, like you're talking about floor plans and elevations, it's like we're already thinking of furniture placement, reflective ceiling plans, um, because of like sun studies and so on, where the windows should be, right. um, like everything. It's just so you much. Neighboring, it, neighboring it houses. So I mean like we're at like six months, uh, up to six months, just to even like get somebody to break ground then. No. Sure. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's it, to go in for permit. Oh, that's going to be yeah. permit. So we're, all right, we're at six am, months. Am, am I allowed to take a jab at the town of Oakville for how slow they are? Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah do whatever you want. So the Ontario, not building, our clients, so. So the, the Ontario okay. building Code uh, outlines that residential uh, building permits for single-family dwellings need to be issued or refused within 10 days. Okay. 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. Outlines yeah. that right in the building code. Yeah. Mississauga, 10 Mondays. Mississauga can do it. Burlington can do it. The town of Oakville, right now, 10 weeks. Yeah, so 10 Mondays. Dude, I, I've, been, I've, been told, I've been told up to 10 months. Yeah, we just listen. To is this is this like yeah. a COVID excuse thing, no. or is it uh, just they don't care? The ten month thing is not a COVID excuse. Yeah. No, yeah. But like, are a lot of people maybe per capita are a lot of people building here? I don't know. Fab, do right. you remember when we built? Because we built out our first office in Oakville. Yes, Oakville, that took forever, and that was a disaster dealing with the town yeah. of Oakville. Coming to Burlington, I mean, that was just so simple. Mm-hmm. I was in yeah. City Hall, and much smoother. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was nothing. Yeah. So. Okay, no, so there's a lot going on here. Maybe the, maybe yeah. the town of Oakville is understaffed, or something. It must be the low and taxes, they, and they yeah. have been for twelve years because yeah, this, yeah. it's always been an issue. I, I don't think that they, the the the. I don't think their bank accounts are, are running dry because uh, when you look at the, the property taxes <laughs> they're collecting. That's what I mean. It's just like there's, um, there's, there's room to hire a few more examples. Like, why do they do that? Because yeah. they can. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you're looking at... There's no incentive for them to work faster. So we're looking at three to six months just to start getting permits then. Yep. Okay. 
Wow. All right. Then we got to get a permit that we're just going to take 10 Mondays. So another 10 weeks. <laughs> but again, yeah, contest, like that, right? Is that, yeah, right? Is that typically if you're looking for a house and, and so on, mm-hmm. um, and then you find one, it's three months, again, on average, yeah. before you have the property. So a lot of that design work can start. Okay. Um, so you're, you're, it, that's happening in parallel, mm-hmm. uh, ideally. And, uh, and then you're massaging it. Some of the simpler homes, like we're doing one right now with radon protection underneath the whole house and like okay. some real complex stuff. Uh, that's not the norm. So, yeah, well, we have somebody who's paranoid about radon and yeah. they want to have it, whatever. And we that's address it and yeah. protect them and okay. do all, the, all that good stuff. What the hell is radon? It's like radiation from the ground. Interesting. Which you don't know because you can't really test for it until it's done. So you it goes by geographical area. Like, oh, is this typically a hot spot for radon? Right. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. And it's a real, which again, you can't go to a radon manual and like, right. <laughs> or a radon contractor. Like, you, we have to figure that out ourselves. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. So, so, from that, I mean, is it realistic then, like a, a complicated home, easily end to end, two years? I say for, for full design builds. Yeah. From from inception, from the moment that you sign the contract to buy the, the lot, get it designed, tear it down, get the permits, build move in it's your house now yeah 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 you're, you're looking about about two years and that that allows us to enjoy the process because it is quite a fun job and dealing with some excellent people um it allows you to as soon as schedule becomes really tight mm-hmm. that's when emotion starts uh, of course, yeah. going up and down a little bit right so giving yourself a little bit of extra time allows the process to remain fun the yeah. entire time um, now obviously not everyone has two years because you know, they yep. need a, they need a roof, um, but that is 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 an awesome window okay. um, to allow us to 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 do it right to do it right and and to, and to knock it out of the park. So to build, how long? And, and let's differentiate because you know. So there's the first part, three to six months, fine. Uh, city, who knows? Uh, ten days to ten months. Yeah. And then actual build, and build for a modern my understanding it takes longer than build for a traditional a traditional Cape Cod yeah right? and I could talk to that and part of the reason why that's the case it goes back to what I was talking about um, well as a PM it's like proper planning prevents poor performance okay. so during that cycle if you're not like oh another budget overrun oh we didn't consider this oh we didn't factor that in oh we're doing reveals that's another 25 G's like right when you're not fighting those things by really scrutinizing it because again to back up a quick a quick sec while that stuff's in the town in parallel we're picking fixtures and tiles and lights and so on so you don't waste any time mm-hmm. when it's all in house yeah right right and, and you were already considering the fireplace and where it's venting and like the the size of the kitchen and where the appliances are going early early on it helps that process. So you're overlapping, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where were we? So basically, like I just wanted to say that we are trying to take advantage of doing as much as we can uh, and have overlap all in-house. Like these disciplines are in the same office. Right. Yeah. So we're, you know, over the baffle, having meetings, you know, engineering, all the boring, you know, infrastructural stuff, as well as the, you know, design and other everything, final design, aesthetic things that people yeah. love. So that, that, 18 to 24 months altogether is what we would push people to, to um, plan for um, with a very accurate budget as well. And then you are enjoying the process and then you're massaging and with all the answers you can, 
you can overlap some of the, some of the uh, work effort on site. Right. You can. The most obvious one would be like you're doing your landscaping and pool while you're building the house because right. it's all it all was figured out together. Okay. And we haven't even touched on landscaping, which is another part of the whole interior, especially with modern. There being a real seamless connection. Yeah, I was going to say that what I've noticed, like with the the good modern, is you you don't know where the house stops and the backyard sort of begins, right? It sort of blends That's into right. each other and it has a similar similar theme outside inside. It's almost like you're at a like a high-end resort, right? When I see it done right, like you're at home, have your coffee in the morning, and then you're on vacation, right? Like that sort of that that feeling, Ooh, I like right? That. Yeah. That? <laughs> That's right? good. Whereas, whereas, like when you look at you know sort of, um, especially let, let, let's rewind back to like back. Remember back in the '80s, um, Green Park and type homes where okay, they would make a whole entire uh, uh, subdivision. subdivision with like three models mm-hmm. that they kind of tweaked a little bit and they were Elevation, very boxy. A, B, and C. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they would they'd be very boxy and there was a distinct um there was a distinct place where physically the house stopped and the yard started and there was front nothing back, going on. Yeah. 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 There's here's the front, here's the house, here's the back and here's some cro- you know tiny spot in between where you can get the you can't grow grass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so um, it was very boxy, and that that you know reflected the inside of the house too. Here is the kitchen. Here is the dining room. Here is the living room. Here is the what so on and so forth. Even with these very large houses, there was no. It didn't seem like there was a, a big flow. Then, as you know, things progressed and people started to have better expectations of what they wanted. Now I'm starting to see that things sort of the good the good homes are really flowing. Right. Yeah, it's true. Even and it, it has made its way. And you see, like the matters of the world try to try their spin on modern as well. I've right. seen like, I've seen these the facades uh, anyway. The fronts of these. It's yeah. uh, right, right. It's different. <coughs> yeah. Even yeah, like even the, Again, even the cookie cutter you. houses yeah. are starting to look a little bit uh, a modern. little bit more yeah, modern, funny. right? And obviously, like when you're when you know with anything, if you're buying off the rack, you're getting a, a custom suit, right? If someone's measuring you, you're going to get a better. Yeah, you're gonna get something yeah. more custom to you, more more bespoke, right? But that's not the that's not the um, the situation sure. that everybody can be in, right? So you're seeing it. That this is why I'm not afraid of modern. Why I would, for my own home, I I'd go modern because you're starting to see it reflected in the design of the of the off the rack houses. At least maybe I'm just seeing it because I'm looking for it, but. I think that you know you're looking at these off the rack builders and they're making bigger windows, um, more of a streamlined design, more of an open design on the inside. And I think that the the industry is probably going over there. But you guys don't you guys don't just do modern, right? <laughs> I signed what up did we tell them? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I think we just took his check. No, they built dog houses <laughs> and they built dog houses too. John Paul, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but there's there was. There's there's been an evolution with all of these things, mm-hmm. like just like all other industries and businesses. It's like uh, for me personally, because it was basements and then remodeling main floors and right. then doing additions, uh, and I was doing that while working Bay Street. Right. And right. the projects just kept getting bigger and bigger, and then I, we'll get to that. <laughs> but basically, it was what did we start doing? The trick was when you ha- when you were 
constrained by the four walls, if you will. Right. It's like, how do we repurpose space? So what you were doing was removing in those cookie cutter homes. Walls. All be imagined. It's just like, oh, we don't use the living room. Beautiful. Yeah. We don't have a main floor office. The living room just became a main floor office and we right. see, we stole a little bit from the dining room for the kitchen. The kitchen got a little bigger, mm-hmm. knocked down a wall, open concept, yeah. boom. There's okay. the remodel mm-hmm. and it transforms the house. Right. And that house breaks every record in that community because it's the only thing that in that neighborhood that, that separates itself. It's unique. Okay. There's no comparables, let's say, right? It's not like the other 50 versions of that model that are basically the same. This is the one that is unique. And, uh, and but yeah. functional, right? Because I think I think that one of the things that people have um, a hesitancy to build modern homes is they think it's not functional because maybe they're looking at like these crazy, you know, like architectural minimalist. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. right? And that might not be appealing to to everyone, right? I want to actually rewind Again? Uh, now back to <laughs> I want to I want to fast forward. Yeah. No, I want to rewind to what, what you, you started talking about um, before, which uh, I'm interested in, right? How did you get into business for yourself? How did you become an entrepreneur? Because you were working on, on Bay Street, you're working in telecom, you're likely getting paid well. Um, it was, life was easy, <laughs> you know, life was easy. Yeah. Um, and But it seems that you transitioned um, which is a very different story from John Paul and I. We just left, right, right. And we just took it, took a big dive, right. You seem to have transitioned. Yeah, right? and, and to be uh, to be perfectly honest, it wasn't like this, you know, romantic um, plan that I always had to. Uh, you know, I consider myself a very strong leader. Um, I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur, whereas a lot of entrepreneurs like. I can't picture JP working for anybody. Right. <laughs> no one, no one's going to have them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like a lot of people that I know that are entrepreneurs, like, they've always just wanted to do it their way. Right. I'm a great, I was a great employee. I was a great executive. Like, in terms of, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I always, now reflecting, it's because I always treated it like it was my own business. Right. Like, that was the difference. Yeah. That's what made me excel and, and, and move up the corporate ladder and so on. But, um, but basically, it was out of interest and passion for design and building and okay. modern um, that I started doing on the side. friends, neighbors, family, coworkers, and and then the the point I was making before I was where I was going towards because you had said you wanted to chat more about that and podcast wise that um, that I lost an opportunity to do a house okay because I was living downtown Avenue Road in Lawrence working Bay yep. Street and this this gentleman knew what I was doing again I didn't con him or, or pretend to be something I'm not mm-hmm. held her like you're doing better projects on the side than the people that I know that are doing it full time right so I had to really put that under the microscope and I still said no to him and he's like you can do it part time I was like I can't do it part time it's I too can't. big of a project yeah. I just I, I know I, I'd failed I know I'd disappointed you want that but that was the spark that um, that I looked in the mirror was just like, man, I really want to do this full time, okay. and I'm never going to lose that opportunity again, right. like an opportunity like that. And you know, business name, business card, and I have every business card I've ever had. And that's when I started, you know, uh, toying or playing with being an entrepreneur, having no idea what it would take. Um, and again, there was no master plan, but again, 
you know, all the cliches and everything you've learned, every book that you've read since then. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I got to plug that book. The Alchemist was the book that um, okay. that made Who me. Who wrote look, that? Uh, Paulo Coelho. Okay. Brazilian author, and uh, it's 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 written in kind of a parable fashion. Mm-hmm. And what that did was made me look in the mirror and make no excuses. And it's not like it's some self help book. It's like when right. you read it. Uh, you'll you'll know what I mean, but it was it was I had a a one-year-old son our first Great job on Bay Street all that stuff and it was like I'm doing this. Oh, wow. And See you later That was it and my Good. wife supported me silly woman and uh, and believed in in, in that and um, You know tons of mistakes, but again again reflecting back. It's like I've always this is just my nature I'm always focused on the Path, not the obstacles. And sometimes right. people think you're crazy, like as an yeah, entrepreneur, yeah, yeah. like you're, you know, rose-colored glasses. You're a dreamer, like you're just, you know, uh, look at all these. It's, it's like I know they're there. I just don't focus on them. Right. And and it's it's focusing on the solution, the um, just the path, not the problems. And I've I've been able to navigate you know, that. Navigate right. that. Okay. And why'd you get you guys? You can't, I guess you started in Oakville. You were in. You said you were in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. But we had we had uh, then moved from Toronto actually to Oakville to our first house, and I was commuting downtown, and that's when I did it. Yeah. Oh yeah. So basically, we that. moved, had our first. <laughs> yep. What a horrible! What a horrible commute. Oh man. <laughs> Three hours. I was wasting a day, and I said, "What a nope, waste I'm out of time." Here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, with Oakville, it was. I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll get into the corny stories, but it's just like <laughs> I played soccer my whole life. Okay. And. Um, I remember and grew up in Mississauga, coming down Bronte, yep. turning right on Lakeshore and going over the bridge, and uh, playing at Shell Park okay. against Oakville. And I remember looking to the right and seeing this massive salmon or rainbow trout like just jumping out of the water. Right. I think about it, I was like fourteen or thirteen. So I'm like, I want to live in this town. Yeah. Okay. True story. Right? It's like so yeah. corny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm corny. like, I want to live yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, corny. Yeah. And then, uh, and then uh, my sister's best friend was selling um, her house. She was getting remarried and so on. They had like the Brady Bunch. They each had a couple of kids already. And her house was coming up on the market. Yeah. I'd been in her house. I loved it. And that's when we moved from uh, from Avenue Road in Lawrence and and jumped that's into big, that house. That's a big move. That's great. And the rest is so history. And I, I remember the whole commute thing. I remember being on the GO train back and forth uh, from you know uh, Union Station to Oakville. And the whole steering committee and executive team lived in Oakville. Oh, yeah. All the execs. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of like downtown guys. So like it was just like, yeah. that's the place to move. Yeah. Like do, you know, like who you surround yourself with kind of thing. Right, right, so, right. There must be something about Oakville. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So um, yeah. So anyway, just to, to I guess continue on that. It was it was then um, doing it on my own, figuring it out. Home office. My wife uh, is a senior business analyst. So she was also in telecom and then into software. Mm-hmm. Um, and just plugging away. Things kept getting larger, mm-hmm. and uh, all the typical struggles and money and right, right. Oh yeah, you were making stuff. money and then you weren't. And then you were yeah. no. Then you were just putting money into the business yeah. and figure it out. I had no real mentor in the industry, yeah. um, so it was it was tough. So I mean, for, for let's say somebody who's starting out or considering starting out on their own, like what what would be the biggest t- 
tip you could give them? Someone who's just starting off, right? Th- Maybe someone who's thinking about starting. Or even thinking about starting off. I mean, again, it was weird being a PM and having structured um, business acumen in terms of departmentally and, and everything else and with projects. I didn't have a plan for my business. So I would say, like, get a plan. Like, okay. like figure that out. Get yourself a great lawyer. Yep. Get yourself a great accountant mm-hmm. um, through referrals and so on. Yep. Um, is key. And again, that's those are the two people that have got that got me through all this. Was I'm with the same accountant, the same lawyer from the beginning. That's right. amazing. Um, and they were instrumental. And you develop friendships with those people right. and their network and so on. So that was huge. But yeah, I think if there's one thing, it would be like have a plan because I didn't have a plan. Our, ours, ours was uh, just because we tell everyone yeah. don't have a plan. Yeah, just go and do it. Uh, <laughs> well, we're here, so maybe yeah. you guys are right. Now I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason yeah. that we say that is because that we see so many people spending so much time trying to create a plan. Mm. Right. And, and then the it's like, well, you, three years has just passed by and you're still trying to think about what your website should look about. No, just go do it. Yeah, yeah. sorry, like analysis paralysis. So I hear yeah. it's like, and that's why you guys can attest to this. I mean, you, you deal with a lot more um, people in terms of uh, with businesses, different yep. businesses. It's like, you know, if you get real structured formal education, like why are some of the richest Im- people immigrants mm-hmm. that have like haven't even graduated from high school? Yeah, because they didn't know all the reasons why they could fail. Right, they yeah. just did it. Right. Yeah, they went, exactly. yeah. they went in fearlessly and like yeah. no no holding back. So, yeah. but again, it's always uh, what's the saying? It's uh, the I'm grass is always greener or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. that, you guys are saying that, and I'm here. Obviously, we're we've got a, a fairly successful business now, and I never planned anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys also, are right. <laughs> I think I think also the thing that I'm noticing about about your story that's a little bit different than others is, um, you know, we have certain clientele. Like for example, let's take ourselves for example. Really, we just could not work for people. Mm-hmm. We cannot work for someone else. It's impossible. Our, our the way our, our 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 attitudes are, the way our personalities are, we cannot be an employee. So we almost have no choice but to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? And then we got into an industry where the barrier to entry is very high. Like you can't just set up a an accounting firm, or <laughs> yeah. right, right. Like you have to pass all these exams and get all the articling period. So the barrier to entry was high, and we went over that hurdle. And we're just independent people, so we're like, screw it, we we're going to start a business. Yeah. What I also see is from other uh, successful individuals is they start off as an employee, and they spot opportunities, and they're like, hey, I'm going to pounce on this opportunity. And that's purely capitalistic here, like they. They don't care what right, it is right, they're right. selling. It, it's a commodity mm-hmm. to them, right? Whether it's a service or whatever it is. Um, it sounds like with you, it's it's actually a passion. Hundred percent. For, yeah. for you took you took your your passion and turned it into a business, and that to me is like one of the more fascinating um, types of entrepreneurs is someone who's able to take something that they would be doing for free anyways. Right. And turn it into I did and turn it years. into a business, well, well, dude, it's, <laughs> right? It, I mean, yeah. it's, it for yeah. for real. It's like what we are. With That's our the kids. most impressive type yeah. of, of entrepreneur, in my opinion. What do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. What do you want to do when yes. you grow up? I want to do this. It's like 
nobody's sitting back saying I want to sell widgets, right? right. I don't want to. I, I don't I don't want to be an accountant. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sitting there like, yeah. oh, yeah, I want to be a finance guy. Yeah, yeah. Come on, right? But you took your passion and turned it into a business, which is very unique and very difficult. And, and I'm telling you this because I've seen people right. fail yeah. this so many times over and over and over. Uh, I want to be, um, you know, I want to open a gym or I want to uh, open a restaurant, and like this is my passion is food or whatever. And they flop and they lose all kinds of money, mm-hmm. right? But you've actually managed to pull it, pull it together, do it, and then you know the second thing that I've seen that I'm seeing from you, um, which I see consistently amongst long-term entrepreneurs, is the ability to adapt, adaptability, right? The ability to be open-minded and change, you know, bring people on in-house, understand that you can't do what he's doing, so I need to get him to do to do it, and I need to trust that he's going to do it properly, right? Without, and that's where you. Be, you you cross the line you know between entrepreneurship and self-employed you know if you're self-employed and there's nothing wrong with this but you are basically working for yourself and you're trading time for money right, right. whereas now you you're actually an entrepreneur yeah nothing scalable and so on yeah. nothing scalable and everything is dependent on on you when you're self-employed do you see what i'm saying yeah now you're starting to get into the area where you, you're running a business and that's to me that's very impressive because you've taken a passion what that once again I think you would have done for free or done it for yourself at least yeah and you've turned it into a scalable business mm-hmm. right so this is where um, a lot of the people that that are interested in entrepreneurship they can't figure that out and I think maybe with you it was something where you just loved it so much and, and it showed in your work likely yeah and the and um, I would agree I mean it's just like those there's those Tough times, man. Where of course you know, it's uh, you have every reason to quit. Yeah, and your family's growing, and yeah. the stresses and the financials and all that kind of stuff. So right. I don't know how people don't do it that aren't uber passionate about what they do. Like I just right. don't understand that. I, I, for me, it's for me, it's I love running a business. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, That's your passion. It, exactly. It's not necessarily accounting. I just have to be good at it now. Um, Running a business and and actually helping people. Helping people, yeah. Because with us, it's whether we're doing accounting. I think that with me personally, whether I got into uh, finance or law or medicine or I enjoy learning the technicalities of something and then helping people achieve whatever it is that they want. Whether it's health, whether it's finance, whether it's law. I could care less what profession I'm in. No, and right? that's what kept me going. Like in, in past lives, right. it was the customer, whatever at whatever capacity. It was helping them, knocking their socks off, being the guy, yeah. kept figuring it out, taking uh, um, at the software company, I would, I would get farmed out to the most problematic clients right. in Ohio, and it didn't matter what yeah. it was in North America, and turning them around. So that was the the fix if you will right like is getting them uh, to trust the company and buy back in and like that type of thing mm-hmm. um, so it was like it was it was more myopic mm-hmm. whereas like I just love this business I love right. the, the, the final product yeah the potential the, the investment side like I sold real estate in my early 20s mm-hmm. I was licensed selling real estate I've always loved homes and design yeah. and, and so on and um, and I think again, you, you got me thinking, reflecting just about uh, you know because it's easy to point out what went wrong or what you could have done better, mm-hmm. like in hindsight. But I think it was the perfect maybe mix because 
um, I did have that, like at Bell Canada, if you were late to work mm -hmm. for a minute, twice a year, you weren't promotable. Wow. <laughs> so you had the whole year, <laughs> like if you were more than, and you were clocking oh in, right? Because I did collections, I did, you know, I, I was a communications manager there. Like, it's like, you weren't promotable. You yeah. could have, think about that. So that discipline, that structure, but I did it and like I always like got every award for for wow. uh, attendance I got it yeah and everything else right and you have to get and there you, early you've never been on time since <laughs> <laughs> now I can kick back but um, but basically that structure the project management like um, you know uh, Bell was fortunate they, they paid for um, a great uh, masters in project management that you right, right, right. At, through Schulich. It's a great, great course that they all that they paid for because I've had some great bosses, I've had some great mentors mm -hmm. in that industry. Mm -hmm. But that structure, I think, it becomes second nature. Right. And uh, and the whole like I had some larger teams, and uh, I empower people, right? Because that's what I want. Right. And that's the, that's what I was given in many of the roles I was in before, like going out on my own. Um, you know the opportunity to you know the rope to hang myself or uh, yeah, or, yeah. or be super successful. So that's what I want for the team. Like we really again sounds corny, a bit yeah. of a corny dude, but um, it's we have this really great family dynamic. There's you know discussions, disagreements, but like a family, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. it's with that end the best end product in mind, and to a person, uh, every woman man that works there it's just like we have a great dynamic and we support each other and uh something tragic happened just two weeks ago with with one of our guys and like everybody just pulls together pulls together and it's a, it's an amazing amazing feeling so the creation of that dynamic i'm even more proud of. i'm a team guy I, i'm not i can't i don't like working on my own right um you know even with sports and stuff like that always a team guy so I love that dynamic, and the highs are much greater. Yeah, right. Um, with the team, yeah, for sure. Yeah. With the team, and and everybody again, these rock stars, they do their work. That's why they're hired. You know, you appreciate and respect and acknowledge and so on. Let them do their thing. And if they're doing something wrong, hey, you screwed up. That's like I don't really like this. This is whatever else you dropped the ball with that client. Okay, it's dealt with, and you move it on because you have that strong base of respect and everything else. What are what are some of the takeaways um, that that you want people to know that are starting to look um, at the possibility of building? Right. Um, there's no cutting corners. Right. Um, again, we're not for everybody. Right. And I'm not trying to chase every. See, I was right. going to say something a little different. I was going to say, call us first. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. And then Brad, yeah, but Brad, like, better sales. Yeah, I know. So then I tell Brad, Brad's like, we're too busy, man. No, say no, say no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's that healthy tension between sales and operations. Right, right, right. right. So, um, no, so it's, it's, I, wanna, I want every opportunity and scrutinize it. But how many jobs have I given away by just being straight with people, telling them, like, um, you know, here's what you need to do. And if it's not with us, like don't let anybody tell you different because they're bullshitting you. Yeah, right. Like well, this I, is what I almost went with someone else based on based on your fees because your fees are are higher than other people's. I had to you know squeeze you guys, but that's that's me. 
Um, Fucking negotiation master here. <laughs> Toby's gonna give me like ten new jobs with like it's nothing. Yeah. Put me on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Free marketing. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> but no, that's that 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 was one of the things. And yeah, we did talk to other people, and it was you know Andrea and I both felt more comfortable. And that one stop shop, we sell it in our office with our clients and what right. we do. Um, you don't have to go anywhere else, and it's it's. I've done this building it's good for the a couple thing yeah. times. It is a terrible thing. I've never enjoyed doing it. I love doing it, but it always been so stressful. Right. I drink way more. Me and my wife fight way more. <laughs> it's it's a very stressful time. So, you know, you guys taking over the full reins um, is much much smoother. So that was to just to, to go on your point with no and i appreciate that man it's like you want to like the thing is too it's easy to to want to own it all but like the the belief that i have in our company right as a, as a turnkey solution is again that's just the my psyche it's just like we're gonna design the best house for you okay we're gonna care the most our interiors are gonna kick ass the most it's gonna be the most cohesive like the experience, the trust, the longevity, the warranty, it's like, it's the whole thing. Because if we couldn't deliver killer designs, that's why I chased Brad for three years. Right. Because, and, and, and the way, like, I, I say to him all the time, well, often, it's just who I thought he was, was here. And he's actually here. Right. And the, not to take credit, but like the team dynamic has made him better. And what he's producing is like far beyond what he was producing before. So that's what it should be like, like just like in any relationship. It's like, you gotta be good first, Yeah. but if you're with somebody, whether it's a it's business gotta be better, partner, yeah. it's gotta be better, otherwise why are you with that person? Right, right, right. So like I'm better because of them and vice versa. So that's, and then when you have a crazy tight dynamic, it's, it's electric. Right. Okay, so your takeaway is, uh to call you first. Call us first. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, do find, where, do, where can people find your work? Like visually, like I, I want people to see visually what it is that you've created. Any modern house in the GTA and it's really good. Yeah, it's yours. We did it. No, <laughs> no like it's... Uh, like if, just even Instagram? on the internet, what's the best place to find your work? Yeah, like our, our website. Uh, Instagram is the best because it's current. Right. We're working on updating our website. Again, I always say like, we're not chasing work. We want no, no. we want the right work, um, and we know as much as JP like is negotiation king. Yeah, we're not the most expensive. We're not the but we are. Um, You're not the cheapest. No, sure. we're priced yeah. right for what we do, and okay. probably a little low for what we do. But that's okay. That'll keep changing yeah. <laughs> with that evolution. But like on IG at uh, at Element Modern Dwellings. Yeah, and um, our website elementmodernwellings.com. Um, but you know, again, because of the relationships we've established with our most of our clients, yeah, it's, you have tons of referral. Yeah, and yeah. they can come in. Like it was a great, an unbelievable feeling. A couple of weeks ago, maybe three, four weeks ago, I texted, texted five different clients because someone wanted a referral, and mm -hmm. it was like really quick. They needed to talk. It's like five replies, and they're like, yeah. you know, doctors and presidents, and right, right, it doesn't right. matter. They were all like. Whatever you need, Helder. Here's my direct whatever. They yeah. can contact me. What's their name? It was like, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and great. That was, um, like, I was blown away. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming in and uh, getting 
Can yeah. I have drawings done? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what this guy's house is going to look like. Call us first. Yeah. <laughs> that's a wrap. Element Modern Design. Check them out, especially if you're going to build a house. Highly recommended. If you want more information, contact us at info at cmllp.com. See you next time.